The following is a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. Welcome to episode three of Free Pass, a show that really should be called Desert Island Dicks because it's based on the format of Desert Island Discs, where I get a guest every week to pick the eight celebrities they would like to take to an island and have sex with rather than songs they'd like to listen to. And then if you are a Patreon member, what? Does that sound exciting? More on that later. You'll also find out that guest's uh, luxury item, which is a celebrity in history they would like to have sex with, and a piece of erotic literature they would like to accompany the works of Shakespeare. There's no Bibles on this island that's set on fire. Um, I have my dog with me, Bonzo. Bonzo! Brilliant, now he's gone quiet, so he's obviously doing something dreadful. That's that's what happens. Get me a bed. Can you be a good boy, please? <sighs> he's very rarely a good boy, but, you know, I am his mother. Um, so our guest today is going to be the lovely Jake Donaldson. Now, I've given him the format. I'm yet to do the interview. But I'm always intrigued because with some of my friends and colleagues, this is not something that we've ever discussed. I've worked with Jake a lot. He's a very lovely boy. But never have I grilled him in depth about the famous people he would like to fuck. So it, it just adds new light and shade to friendships, really, doesn't it? It, it? It's not just for you, listener. It is also for me. Now the Patreon I, remem- I, I remembered. I mentioned. Now I've remembered. This is all part of Feltnout. I am here in the Feltnout office recording this podcast with their lovely equipment. Feltnout are brilliant and they do so much for comedy in the Northeast. And it also means that fans of comedy in the Northeast get things like this podcast for free. But if you wanted to be, you know, extra class and really support comedy, you can sign up to Feltnout's Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash Feltnout, you can join the club. And like any good club, it has a membership card, a handshake, and a password. Ah. <sighs> That's true. There's a password. Uh, there are different levels. £3 a month if you just want to be class. Help out comedy. Be a good lad. Uh, £5 a month gets you the bonus content from all these podcasts, like I just mentioned about mine. It also means you could get put into prize draws. There's videos on demand. But there are sliding scales up to £50 a month, which may sound mad, but it means you get like several free tickets to comedy shows in the region. So actually, if you're spending that money every month on comedy as it is, you're probably going to get a bit more and you'll be uh, a class gold star member. And I think I promised last time that you can demand a a full nude photograph of any local comedian and they will have to provide that. That's um, that's in our contract as part of the pork. Right, well, hello to our guest this week, Jake Donaldson. Hello, how are you, Sammy? I'm all right, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm uh, I, I'm having a bit of a, a, a an odd day so far because uh, this is the first time I've ever recorded a podcast earlier than like 6pm in the evening, which is quite exciting for me. I'm still drinking, though, so that's fine. Oh, oh wow, and you're technically at work right now, so that is really Yeah, great. the less said about that, the better, Sammy, <laughs> because uh, there is the possibility. This is going out into the world. I don't know if you're aware of... Uh... Ooh, I do fear that. I, I, I did my own list in the first episode, and I've been terrified ever since that there's going to be some retribution from that, because there's now... Oh, I'll have to delve into this later, but there is now a chance I might get to meet 
one of no. them on my list in the next few weeks and I oh, dear. feel that he might ever have found out about this. So. <laughs> well the difficulty that I've had is trying to keep because as, as we know we we all work in the uh, the entertainment industry and uh, trying to keep people off my list who I am possible to it's possible that I might work with them in the near future uh, <laughs> so I've tried to go as far away as possible from anything that I am related to do. That's quite interesting because I suppose your real free pass list, it makes more sense to keep those people on it because yeah, you've got yeah. a chance of meeting them. And, yeah, and exactly. That's why my real free pass list has my girlfriend's sister on it. Yes, um, yes, but, you know, um, <laughs> <She's a looker. laughs> um No, but like, I, I think I've done, I'm quite happy with the list. I, I Speaking of my girlfriend, I got her to help me with the list um, because nice. I felt like that was important because she will <laughs> listen to this. Um, and I felt like I had to get sort of sign off on everyone on the list before... I got too carried away with myself. Another good reason not to have comedians on there, because again, she will know that you have uh, yeah. access to those people. Best yeah, but... believes that this is just a fan- fantasy and not a possible reality. <laughs> yeah, but then she doesn't do comedy, right? But she then proceeded to create her own list after the back, off the back of me doing mine, and her list had all of my mates on it. Like it was just like all pe- all comedians I'd worked with and like people I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you said like comedians you work with because my rule for this has always been they've got to have a blue tick on Twitter. Oh right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you start bringing people onto your list that are like literally like people you know, and it cause problems within a functioning relationship. I think yeah, blue yeah. tick on Twitter is a pretty good benchmark because there was definitely people on my list that people hadn't heard of, but they've got a blue tick on Twitter. So yeah, it I feel like one of mine might be slightly below the blue tick but i think they'll count when we get to it we'll we'll see if, if you can tell I which one it is that, like, <laughs> yeah, not that famous or attractive but i think i've got a good chance <laughs> right jake let's start at your number eight i'm going to give you the scenario you have for some reason uh in luxury don't don't think you're gonna to have to fend for yourself on this island you have rocked up on a desert island say on a, a magnificent cruise unfortunately every other passenger has died you've grieved them but you've got all of the supplies of that cruise you're going to live quite well but the only other survivors were the eight celebrities you would like to have sex with so on this beautiful island in the sun let's start at your number eight who's going to get less of a c into or certainly less frequent <laughs> but, but they've definitely still made the cut well, okay, so it was quite difficult to pick the people at this end of the list, I think, to put them in the order, that, I, that to get the order right. Yes. But I've gone with um, my favourite of the uh, Doctor Who companions uh, of the Can last I? couple of years. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I've gone with um, uh, ex-Emmerdale uh, star uh, Jenna Louise Coleman, or Jenna Coleman as she goes by now. Ooh. Oh, that's a good shout. Yeah. So I, I I really like Doctor Who and I've fancied pretty much all of the people who've been on it, both male and female, throughout the entire run of the show. Weird um, how that it does make them sexy. Yeah, there's something about being sexy once they've got that sort of universal power. Yeah, exactly. Even Capaldi, I'm sort of a bit <laughs> into it. He's got daddy vibes, but um, Jenna Coleman is, I think, and I, this is the difficulty I have, is whether or not it's Jenna Coleman, whether I fancy her or whether I fancy the character that she plays on Doctor Who, I don't know. But I think it's her because I also fancied her in Emmerdale. So I think that makes, and I don't think that was the same character. <laughs> no, no, that's right. She was also, wasn't she the Queen? Wasn't she Queen Victoria? Yeah, she was the Queen in something as well. And she was in something where she got her boobs out on TV, which I think was quite Brilliant. good. But um, 
which I think was quite good, but I don't know <laughs> the name of the programme, what it was about, but Vinny, <laughs> That's the only bit I remember of it, really, but um, it was like hypnotising. He's, um, he's a very good look, and last year used to go out with Richard Madden, who only oh, right. didn't make the cut on my age. <laughs> That's quite nice that our lists tie together in that beautiful Yeah. Book. I wonder um, if there might be other areas where our lists tie together in some places, but um, the... Oh, no, uh, now I'm excited. Um, <laughs> that would be good if we both got two separate islands, like, sort of next to each other. <laughs> so, like, you've got your lot on your island, and I've got my lot on my island, and then occasionally we meet up when, this, when the tide goes out and we have a sort of no-man's-land football match in the middle. No, because what if our celebrities want to fuck each other, Jake? My jealousy won't cope with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, also, <laughs> then, then we end up in a situation where it's just me and you sat on our own being Crying. like... Yeah, like, <laughs> what, what, do, do we have sex with each other? I don't think so. That doesn't seem like it. We brought these people here. We brought them to serve us, us and us alone. I went sat here minding the shirts while they were football. This isn't fair. Uh, yeah. You know what? I, I don't know about you, Jake. I know um, we've had certain discussions in the past about things, but I have quite bad anxiety, and it bleeds yes. into my dreams. And whenever yes. I actually manage to have a, a sex dream about a celebrity I really fancy nine times out of ten in that dream I'm chatting them up and they don't want to have sex with me they want to have sex with a prettier girl who I've imagined in the dream so it would be just exactly my uh, logic and I don't know about you to create this island and then create another island where they might leave and go and fuck prettier people yeah 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 that's exactly my exa- my anxiety about relationships completely <laughs> encapsulated in in one story idea come back Jenna come back <laughs> I, was, I, I had another thought but you know that's ADHD for you I think um, then you end, you end up in a sort of misery situation where you're like crippling them so that they can't run away <laughs> I would make them dependent on me for something somehow I would oh no this is getting dark I was yeah I was gonna say let's put it that's becoming some sort of prostitution <laughs> in the wrong way so i'm gonna pay celebrities and coconuts for them to oh that's not nice no it's a dream jake they're all there willingly jenna <laughs> yeah, simply yeah. kind of get enough of you in fact yeah. when it's not her turn she's just nursing a small photo of you in her hand and like <laughs> it's in a little locket that she's made out of like uh like tree bark and leaves that she's found on the Honestly, island she's highly polished a little bit of wood she found <laughs> at it for months just polishing away everything. well i'll tell you what she can highly polish my little bit of wood any day <laughs> Yes, mate. Lovely. <laughs> oh, you'll be red raw in no time. Don't you worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lovely number eight. I'm already excited about the rest of your list because my fear is when I do this, I know mine's a little bit obscure. And I really right. like it when I know the people on someone's list because I can get yeah. your sort of head and how you think. Uh, let's go in with your number seven. Okay, number seven is, is maybe possibly more obscure. Um, number seven is uh, former... Blue Peter and current the swimming host Helen Skelton. Helen Skelton, she is a bonnie lass. She's one of those women that um, I remember my dad trying to think of something complimentary to say about her, which was masking what he wanted to say was, "I'd love to go on her." Yeah. <laughs> so she's. Was she, she? She can't have been a Blue Peter presenter when you were young, surely. No, I think I was a bit old for when she was on Blue Peter. I, 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 so I was born in 93. So I like, I'm sort of like 
I was watching Blue Peter at the end of the 90s and the start of the 2000s. And I think yeah. she was maybe closer to kind of mid 2000s, yeah. 2006, seven, something like that. But I was first introduced to Helen Skelton in, not in person, obviously, but um, in when she was hosting the swimming at the 2012 Olympics. Uh, so she was like the, the BBC's pre presenter for all of the Olympic swimming. Um, and, you know, the swimming is like the sexiest of the Olympic sports anyway. Um, so you're already in a bit of a kind of, you, and, and they put it on late at night, which I feel like <laughs> they do on purpose. It's like, it's the sort of, there should be a 10 minute free view of the swimming. Um, but she was the host of that. And I I found that quite, some, I'm, I was tempted to use the word stirring there, um, but <laughs> no, but that's she, like she... A, a John Sousa marches stirring, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but she wasn't presenting in a swimsuit or wet, was she? She was still dressed up as a, a dry woman. Yeah, yeah, she was a dry woman, but um, I, I think... <laughs> But not for long. No, <laughs> I was trying so hard not to make that joke. <laughs> oh, no, Jake. If it's there, I shall make it. <laughs> but yes, Helen Skelton would be my number seven. And I, I think that the, there's a bit of a... I certainly have a type, but my girlfriend likes to point out when someone on the telly is my type and she'll make fun of me for because my my type on the telly isn't necessarily what my girlfriend looks like. Um, mm. And so she likes to point it out and be like, oh, you'd love a girl on her, wouldn't you? Whenever someone on the telly comes <laughs> up who looks a bit like Helen Skelton. Um, so it's, yeah, so there's definitely a couple of people on the list who I think fall into that same kind of uh, category. But um, and there were a few people who who have pushed out of the list who didn't make the top eight who I think would have otherwise been there. Like Rachel Riley was going to be on the list, but I feel like sort of everyone's going to have Rachel Riley on the list. It's and almost should be like a bible at this stage because yeah, everyone gets Rachel Riley. So far, but both, <laughs> both picked the, the Riley. My yeah. issue with Rachel Riley is I don't think she's a nice person. No, I don't. I think she's horrible, and I think <laughs> uh, and I think I would hate to meet her, but. Um, <laughs> But she, but you can't get over what she looks like, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, and also, I should point out for listeners who don't know me, I'm partially sighted as well. So all these people, like, you know, they have to be particularly attractive for me to notice. Um, <laughs> so, like, that's a lovely compliment for a woman. Fuck me, you're so beautiful. A blind man can appreciate. You. <laughs> uh, my producer, Lee Kyle, just shown me a picture of Rachel Riley in a quite a, a, a small dress there. Basically Ooh. saying she is very lovely. She is very we recording um eight out of ten cats just countdown. And I'd sort of bought into her being this beautiful ray of light, and she was one of the most miserable people I've ever been. <laughs> but that's the thing when you think about the desert island, you've got your Jenna Coleman, we don't know much about her, but she seems like a sweet lass. Yes. Um Northern as well, which I feel like is yes. part of it. Yeah. Helen Skelton seems like an absolute ray of sunshine. Yeah, also Northern as well. There's maybe a, a yeah. thing going on. Maybe the Northern pretty ones are nice and pretty. And the Southern <laughs> pretty ones are like... Pity and pretty. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is also an element of... I mean, we'll get to the rest of your list later, but do you want eight smiling yes women on this island or do you want a bit of space in there? Do you want a Riley to have... A oh, are you asking me, do I want people to say yes or do I want to rape people? Is that the question you've just asked me? <laughs> Stress enough how much I don't want that on the island. That's not what, that, that's not what I want either. Yes, men rather than consent women. No. <laughs> the consent is given freely, daily. <laughs> you worry about the consent. It's, it's consent island. It's everywhere. It's as liberal as the coconuts. But uh, <laughs> what I mean is, do you, do you necessarily want eight women who are going to agree with everything you say? Or do you want a little bit of like, 
political argument, a little bit of spice in there. Do you want do you want angry argument fueled hate sex sometimes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, just going to be nice there. Yeah, well, that, that's why I'm, I think I probably do want a bit of that, but not. I don't want. I want that to be the exception rather than the rule. So yes. that's why Riley's not in it. Um, that's, that's absolutely fair. Well, so far, two very what I would imagine lovely, pleasant ladies. Now, yes. let's go on to your number six. Number six is um, Uma Thurman. Oh. Now. Now this is I, interesting. Yeah, exactly. So Uma Thurman, possibly. Uh, given my age, possibly a little bit older than the people I would normally go for on the list. Um, but I don't know how old she is, but I imagine she's probably sort of in her 40s or 50s now. Yeah. Um, and But I still think, I, I think she'd make me feel small. Um, <laughs> Do you mean in height? Or just as <laughs> uh, all of the ways, really. Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, I think mainly ego. Like I think she'd she'd provide sort of. I think she's be she'd be really nice, but she'd be like a um, she'd she'd be. I think she'd be like a dominatrix type character who like who really cares for you and and is taking good care of you, but is also like you know making you feel like a piece of shit and hitting you like on. I imagine on the island she's got like she's found some like palm branches that she's using to like smack you in the bum and stuff like that and. You know, all that kind of Old thing. Fisherman's nets to tie you to a tree. Yeah, all that sort of thing, you know, stabbing you through the foot with uh, you, with some kind of knife. Uh, <laughs> some, I, some sort of knife that she's fashioned. Some sort of knife, I presume. Well, she looks like the kind of woman who's always got a knife on her. Um, <laughs> I don't really know what that I means. I always imagine her barefoot, but I think that's just uh, Quentin yeah. Tarantino's projection of Uma Thurman. Yes, exactly, yeah. and But I, I've seen her in a lot of things. She's in... I don't know if you, you've probably seen this film, I imagine. Um, <laughs> have you seen the um, uh, the Lars von Trier film? Uh, oh, what's it called? Um, what's, uh, what's the word for a person who's obsessed with sex? Nymphomaniac. Um, Nymphomaniac, yeah. yeah there's a, uh, the Lars von Trier film, Nymphomaniac, which is like a, it's a two-part, like yeah. six-hour-long film or something like that. And Uma Thurman's in it briefly. Um, and she's not even like, there's a lot of sex and like there's a lot of genitals in that film mm. she, she's not even part of that but she's still somehow like the sexiest thing in the film um and she just plays like a sad mum um but <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying that that's my type either but but i i, I yeah i just i think it's the thing with uma thurman started when when i first watched kill bill which i think a lot of people Yep. found her sexy and kill bill which is fair enough um but then yeah I've, I've i just i don't know there's something about her that she's a very attractive lady but also i think she would should yeah should should be like an exploration of you should let you explore things but like <laughs> but she'd be in charge somehow i don't know but. i i completely get this and this is like the light and shade thing you've got your two lovely smiley ladies who are polishing their little lockets of adoration yes, for you. Exactly. But you're going to have to work a bit harder for Uma's love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You yeah, want that, yeah. don't you, sometimes? You want to... It, it's the uh, the Brian Clough effect. She's <laughs> <laughs> a sexy, shoeless Brian Clough. Yeah, yeah, I've she's the... Yeah, she's the Clough of sex. <laughs> uh, she's the Clough of shuff. Um, she's 51, I've looked up. But oh, she, wow. Oh, she's very... She's Yeah, she has mean eyes. But in a good way. Yeah, yeah, like like little gerbil eyes, like sexy squinting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's I, I just there's something about her. 
Nymphomaniac. Um, that was a film that made me fancy Jamie Bell. Yeah, my girlfriend's really into. So I watched it because my girlfriend's a big fan of uh, of Nymphomaniac and Last One Trier and stuff, and she got me to watch it. Um, and we watched all, however long it is, like seven hours of it in one night in the middle of a thunderstorm. And it was, uh, it, it felt like taking part in the conception of, a, of The Antichrist, which is also a film by Lars von Trier. Um, but the, yeah, it was, it, it was, it, it's a very odd film. But yeah, my, my girlfriend really fancies Jamie Bell, I think, as a result of that as well. Well, weirdly, I hadn't seen I hadn't seen it, which is weird because you expected me to have seen it. And then uh, I got obsessed with the 2019 film Rocket Man. Now it doesn't right. seem like there's much of a connection here, but I promise you there is. <laughs> well, I was uh, that's where I fell in love with Taron Egerton. Um, but Jamie Bell is in that. He plays oh, bloody Bernie Taupin. All oh, right, yeah. And me, and my best friend, became obsessed with this film, and she said, "I just fucking love him to his." <laughs> So I tried to find a still from any film where Jamie Bell had hit someone. Oh, well, looking if, for that, fans yeah. Nymphomaniac. And it was like Alice had projected sex <laughs> vibes into the universe and they came <laughs> back in the form of a grey sweatshirt when he puts yeah. that glove on with the, the pennies in the fingers and hits her about the face. Oh. And it's one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's incredible. It's a, it's a dark film. Listeners, if you're, if you're in for it... Um, a hellish night like Jake. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. watch them on a month blast. Certainly not in a thunder thunderstorm. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a it's a difficult watch. Um, mm. I think if if you yeah, if that was traumatic, I'm glad that you you don't have a thing for Willem Dafoe and you looked up some of Lars von Trier's things about him because well. there's a scene. I don't know if you've ever seen the film Antichrist, but there's a there's a scene in that where Willem Dafoe gets uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg uh, smashes Willem Dafoe's penis with a with a big like white thing like a and, and like into a like a bloody pulp and then he has to escape it's terrifying and awful and scary i see i'm worried I'll, I'll watch that and get a thing for it <laughs> it's, a, it's quite a good film but it's just like yeah it's 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 very dark i feel like we've taken this podcast into an area that we didn't intend to so sunshine and light yeah and i can't watch that because i think uh the last thing my relationship with my partner needs is me getting turned on by the idea of smashing his penis into a pulp i do it with words i don't need a big weight right. now we're on yeah number five Jake. we are um number five has been a long-standing crush uh she's uh she's from up here uh in the northeast of england which is an important part of it um and it is uh uh radio dj and uh former kanicki member lauren laverne well, you're going to get naught but agreement in this room. Um, <laughs> a big fan of the old Kinnick. <laughs> but Lauren Laverne, how long has this gone back to? Can you remember where this started? I, I feel like it, I must have seen her on the telly when I was a teenager, maybe, um, hosting some kind of music like program on, on the TV. I, I couldn't tell you what it was. Um, but there was something that... And, and I, I don't even think it was to do with the fact that she was from up here at first, but like... She's, she was just a very attractive lady and she's got that kind of um, slightly kind of alternative vibe going, um, mm-hmm. which is part of that. Uh, that's part of the, the kind of um, type thing that I said my girlfriend sometimes comments on is uh, like people, people who wear tartan a lot. Um, and uh, <laughs> oh, you've reduced alternative down to one very small thing there, but I like it. <laughs> well, it is that, isn't it? Um, it's that and eyeliner, right? And like 
I, I once said to, I once said to my girlfriend, uh, and she takes the piss out of me constantly for this. So she, I said, uh, uh, actually, I uh, I think lipstick's quite sexy, actually. And she was like, oh, do you? Yeah. Do you think that's not what everyone's thought since they invented <laughs> lipstick? Do you not think that's why they invented lipstick? You fucking idiot. <laughs> Sorry, I presume I'm allowed to swear on this. But. Oh, but I mean, <laughs> the content of the podcast makes it difficult not to. We yeah. might have to do a, a pre-watershed version of this. I would love I to see that. a version. I would love to see like a, a radio edit version of this. It is just three minutes long and it's just you yeah. saying hello and me saying goodbye. Just just the odd name here and there. Yeah, <laughs> just the list. The yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lauren Laverne has been a, a, someone that I've fancied for a long time and like... And sometimes people who I started fancying when I was a teenager, uh, I have since sort of decided that they've uh, maybe I've aged out of liking them or they they've gotten a bit they they haven't aged very well, possibly. (laughs) And um, and I'm trying to be very respectful because essentially what you've done here is you've asked a man to come on a podcast and then just... uh, objectify women for an hour absolutely i have yes what i'm doing Um, actually this isn't a podcast that goes out it's uh it's just me collecting an evidence file (laughs) project to bring every man down i think that you know you can you can try all you like but we are built as little monkey creatures to find things attractive hence the fact lipstick exists it's difficult (laughs) to go through life and not fancy people based on the way they look because You've never met any of these women. They might be horrible. You might spend half an hour in their company and go, I honestly wouldn't stick her with yours now. It has to be purely based on looks, unfortunately. But I find that quite interesting. Yeah, I I do agree with you. And and that's sort of part of why I decided that it was okay for me to come on the podcast. But I did have to get my girlfriend's permission. Um, (laughs) You project as well. You project things onto people you don't know. You've decided, you know, Uma Thurman is a dominatrix. It's (laughs) true. That, you know, that Helen... Skelton might actually be a real bitch when that camera turns off, much like Rachel Riley actually is. So <laughs> yeah. we just don't know. We project what we want to see onto these people, and I find that's quite an interesting insight as well. Yeah, I and yeah. Also, like it's just fun to go, uh, just just to remind yourself of that fit people exist, yeah. and like it's just nice to go. Oh, I live in a, the same world as those people, and like I'm not a very attractive man, but uh, there's there's a. I mean, I think Lauren Laverne is probably the closest on the list to somebody who I could feasibly meet in real life because she's from up here. So she's presumably going to spend some time up here again at some point. Um, and her, I think her brother is, is it her brother's in the band Frankie and the Heartstrings? Oh, really? um, yeah. So, so one of some relation of hers is in that band. And my, my brother is a musician and uh, in bands in the Northeast yeah. and knows them. Uh, so there's a feasibility that she she might be hanging out at a party somewhere that my brother's at and that I might be tagging along to somehow because yes. that's the only way that I've gotten anything in my career is by being related to my brother. Um, so, but yeah, I, but yeah, Lauren Laverne had to go on the list somewhere because I feel like she was a big part of my kind of, uh, I don't want, I, I really tried hard not to use the word sexual awakening in this, in this podcast, but I feel like that was part of it. Um, it's funny, I think everyone has that, and you, you sort of feel. Mine was you and McGregor. You feel like you owe it <laughs> to them somehow that you've spent so much time together in your head. Yeah, that like, like I, you know, he's been there for me for twenty years. I can't turn McGregor down now. That yeah, would exactly. Huge. Yeah, but I think everyone has that sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not reminiscence, but something like that. Where it, it it's sort of like a yeah, it's kind of like a, a 
almost it's like a nostalgia almost or yeah or it, i kind of feel like a sort of weird sense of like i don't know loyalty to that i have to include laverne out of like otherwise i'm betraying her for having been attractive in the 2005 era and if you ever do get to meet her that's a lovely conversation starter <laughs> obviously clearly you were lush in your 20s but you know out of nostalgia and uh, the goodness of my heart i would still have a go <laughs> Sorry, my producer's handing me notes there. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> it's all about Kanicki. <laughs> <laughs> Not with fucking Kanicki, but... Well, well. A picture of Lauren Laverne on stage in Kanicki uh, wearing a sort of short skirt and then, like, fishnet uh, mm. things were... That was my, um, my screensaver on my laptop for, like, all the way through university and for quite a long period. And I remember going into lectures with my with my laptop and opening it up and everyone else just had, like, you know, the blue Windows logo. And then I had a picture, like, a really badly... Like, it was, like, a photo I'd nicked off the internet that was really badly, like, pixelated and had a watermark over it. But it was just a big picture of, of Lauren Laverne in Kinnicky. I thought you were going to say it was the screensaver in your brain because I have lots <laughs> of phases where there are certain pictures of celebrities where I'm like, yeah, every time I shut my eyes, that's all I see. <laughs> right, I'm going to take a quick break here just for a moment. Um, right, I'm just going to show you. Lee just keeps handing his fucking knees. That's the picture. That's the one. <laughs> I love that you knew which picture it would be. <laughs> Unbelievable. Right, Jay. So we're up to your number four. We're getting into the, the upper echelons now. We are. And right, I think number four... I would say would be the most obscure if I didn't know who was coming up at number three. Um, <laughs> but number four is uh, an actor called Amber Rose Reaver, um, who you probably don't know, but if you've ever watched the Netflix series, The Punisher, uh, which is like one of the Marvel uh, TV series about the character, The Punisher. Uh, so not the film, but the Netflix series, the main sort of uh, the, the main female lead in that uh, is called Amber Rose Reaver. Uh, I'm her up as we speak. Uh, and Brunel University. That's what I've got so far. <laughs> and she's um, she's British Iranian, I think. Um, and she's just like this is literally just somebody who I put in because they're just one one of the most beautiful people that I've ever seen. And it's a, a I don't know anything about her really, but oh my god, she's uh, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, she's, she's just. Is, is, I, I, it, this is literally the most kind of. Uh, the the most yeah you're showing me a picture of her now that's her yeah uh, she's <laughs> yeah that's her what a young woman <laughs> she's just she's just gorgeous Sammy that's the, you know the what? she looks like Jenna Coleman she does in that photo you've just shown me yeah, yeah actually she does that's a bit yeah oh you do have yeah me. she's okay, uh, <laughs> she doesn't look like a girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> but she's uh, I I think Amber Rose Reva was one of these people who I'd never heard of before because she's not really been in anything else no. um but she. She, yeah, I saw her in this for the first time, and there, there were a couple of sex scenes in the show as well. Uh, you don't see anything, but like they're like they're very tastefully shot, and she just looks like she's like, you know, when you see someone acting in a sex scene, and you're like, no one's that good an actor. That has to be something that like is real. Like that must be how you actually are in bed somehow. You've decided, uh, yeah. I've decided, yeah. Uh, and there's that. She wears a lot of um, like sort of silk blouses in that show which uh for some I reason i say that i thought you were going to say like a, i know nothing about the marvel universe much to the uh the woes of my best friend who loves it but i assumed you were going to say like just a skin tight superhero costume of some sort nope silk blouses 
No, well, she, so she plays like a, um, an FBI agent or a police okay. officer or something like that. Um, and I don't know, I wasn't paying attention. I was just looking at her. <laughs> But, All um, you've really seen is those couple of sex scenes again and again and yeah. again. Like when you've a hole in Netflix. Yeah, it's a um, it's it, it's a it's a very sexy show in general. It's got a lot of uh, all of those Marvel shows that they made on Netflix for a brief period are all really sexy. They've all like it's it's part of the same universe as Jessica Jones, uh, which right. uh, has got uh, one of your favorites, I'm sure, in it. Um, it's because uh, the main villain in the first series of Jessica Jones is played by David Tennant. Um, really. Yeah, he plays. Yeah, this is the version David Tennant, my girlfriend, thinks is the sexiest thing in the world. He plays a character called Kilgrave, who um, can control people by just say if he says something to you, then it's like almost like hypnosis, but through pheromones. And so whatever he says to anyone, it may, they have to do it. Um, and he's creepy as fuck and terrifying, but it's oh, apparently so the sexiest thing ever. Erotic. He yeah. he made my island actually. So again, our the inhabitants of our island can you know meet reminisce about yeah, exactly. good old days on set, absolutely <laughs> not fuck each other, but we kill ourselves. But no, yeah, she's a very lovely. Tra- again, I don't know if you're uh, projecting onto her that you want her to be like her character a bit more uh, strict, like yeah, yes. Thurman. Yes, I think possibly because I don't know much about her as a person in real well, life. She went to so. Brunel University. I've told you that. What more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, something, what's that about? No, that's just more... Inv- I thought she was going out with Ben Barnes. She's not. No, Ben Barnes was uh, one of the other characters in the show that she's in, in, in The Punisher. He's the other sexy bit of that show. He has played uh, Mary Magdalene, though, which is pretty sexy. Have you? Yeah, well, I was just about to bring that up because uh, <laughs> I, I, I was a... Um, I was a big old Christian boy uh, when I was a teenager. Uh, I was a proper weird, happy, clappy Christian uh, until I was about 17. Um, and then I sort of lost my faith. And then, you know, this isn't the place to go into this, but uh, I, I've been having quite a complicated relationship with God recently. But, um, <laughs> but I, I like the fact that this was around the time that you saw Lauren Laverne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's Lauren Levin's fault that you live in a godless wasteland. Is that what? Yeah, it, Lauren, it's Lauren Levin's fault that I'm going to hell. Is what I'm saying. Um, but um, and I think she'd be happy about that, and that's part of the reason that I fancy her. Um, <laughs> but she, I think, um, yeah, I, I had a, a, none of my family are Christian. I was just this weird outlier who became Christian through going, like I was forcing my mum to get up and go to church on like a Sunday morning and stuff it's very weird but because of that I feel like her playing Mary Magdalene kind of was a bit like yeah there's something about that that I find quite erotic and I don't know why (laughs) but like she was a but yeah if you think about it if this is why so like spoiler for patrons and stuff but like for the um for the special bonus bit in Patreon, the person that I was gonna choose for my uh, anyone from time ever at a certain point in time was just gonna be the fictional character, the sorry, not fictional character, the historical character of Mary Magdalene. Um, <laughs> That's fucking phenomenal. Because, but it's not. But like, but I felt I would pick her because, like, if it's good enough for Jesus, it's got to be good enough for everyone else, surely. <laughs> I love the fact you're just knocking around this island going, uh, Jesus, sloppy seconds there. Yeah. yeah, but if you're going to be anyone's, you want to be the son of gods. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Have I been a bad boy? <laughs> Fuck yeah. You know, um, I, we paused for a moment in our recording and I told Jake a horrible story. The horrible story I told you, my friend, he was like that. He found religion much later in life. Um, oh, really? But maybe Lauren Laverne had the opposite effect on him. Maybe, maybe she was the one that made him find Christ. Anyway, yeah. 
So Amber Rose Reaver, I, I recommend listeners. as you look her up. What bonny young lady. I sound like me nana now. Oh, what a bonny <laughs> young lady. But she does look like Jenna Coleman in that picture. Right, so that was your number four. Oh, we're in the top three now. I know. You said this one might be a little more obscure, so I'm going to have to type this in as you said. Jake, who's um, your number three? Right, number three is... <laughs> Uh, it's two-time world champion Epe fencer and Olympic silver medalist uh, from Italy, R- Rosella Fiamingo. Rosella? F- yeah, Fiamingo. It's like flamingo, but with an I instead of an L. And she's a fencer, you say? She is. She's uh, she's the Italian two-time world Epe fencing champion. Now, I know you, in your past, have been a fencer. Yes, I was for and 10 you- years. You won awards and stuff, didn't you? You were pretty fucking good at this. I was pretty good, yeah. I w- used to work with Team GB and uh, I-, I trained with them and was a reserve on Team GB under 17s and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I was, I've was. i got, a, I've recently just got a tattoo with a sword on my arm to commemorate all of that because I'm too old to do it now. Now, I'm looking at this last. Yeah. And the, the, the pictures seem to be split very much into two. There's pictures of us sweaty, having just taken a mask off with no makeup yeah. on. And that was the first ones that popped up where I went... Uh, I'm surprised by this choice. Yeah. And I saw this of the sultry little minx in a bikini in a hot Yeah, there you go. And I thought, yeah, there you there go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So you the, want a little bit of badinage uh, with good her Good use in a of bikini. the phrase badinage. That's a fencing phrase. Thanks um, very much. I know but, some stuff, my friend, used to fence at Hull University. Oh, did oh, I, what, what era? Oh, God, she was shit. She just did it as like a, a, for a laugh. But she, yeah, she but, told us all the things. I used to, I uh, I competed against uh, Hull University at a university competition once and they were shit. Um, but <laughs> it's all of course the way the entire city smells like burnt chocolate cake mix. It was made with urine. Um, yeah, but I I put her on because I yeah because of my fence. Stop sharing showing pictures of me. But she's in like a I don't know watch it. She's gone with jeans, an open blouse, and a bra. There, the yeah, dirty little madam. <laughs> she's just a like. Yeah, she's just she's just someone, and like I respect her because she's a really good fencer as well. Yeah, like, you respect her, Jake. Look at the arse <laughs> on it, fucking hell! That's, well, that's a thing. So that's a that's a fencing thing. Like, so all all fencers have got really big asses. Like, I've got a really big ass because of fencing. Um, my like that's when I was because of cakes. <laughs> well, mine is now because of cakes. But when I was a teenager, and I the rest of me was thin and athletic, and I had a six pack. I then also had this massive ass. My brother used to call me Beyonce. Uh, as, <laughs> But it was, um, yeah, that's the thing because you spend your entire time squatting in fencing. Like the, the on guard oh. position is a squat. So everyone's, everyone in fencing has got really good bums. That's a, that is a slice of cake and a half. I'm just going to show you <laughs> else in the room. Yeah, sure. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you knew of this woman's work. So you've got a shared interest. You know, you've got something to talk about. That's a good yeah. thing, the island. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, she doesn't speak any English. I think she only speaks Italian. But, um, but I speak a bit of Italian, so... You speak <laughs> and the language of live. Also, what I feel like, there, there would be an element of, like, if we found some sticks on the island, like, I could come up with some sort of, like, a kind of, like, uh, duel for my honour sort of situation between, like, her and Uma Thurman, who obviously has, like, the sword fighting technique from... Uh, <laughs> from from Kill Bill, and you can I have a sort of fantasy you've created on Katana the versus Epe sort of bamboo stick fight, where I stand in the middle and like drop a little handkerchief to start it off, and then they fight for my honour. Um, Jake, you that... know for a fact they're all in the boat going over to my island. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing that genuinely happened to me once. I had to fight for a girl's honour. <laughs> have you fenced for a girl's honour, or was it a fist fight? 
the other, it was a fencing match. That um, is incredible. So a, a, my ex-girlfriend broke up with me um, and then started going. She wasn't involved in fencing in any way. She's someone <laughs> I, I knew from the village I grew up in when I was 18. Um, and then she went off to Durham University. Then we broke up. Then she started dating somebody who was on the Durham University fencing team. And then I had to have, I was the captain of my fencing team in Leeds. And we had to have a competition like as part of the university's championship against each other. And I had to fence him uh in the and it was like it was like something from a film because it was like the final bout of the entire top competition so like and whoever won it would win the competition for our team and also she'd come along to watch so i felt like i had to kind of win to like just to like i knew i knew she would still be going out with him but it would it would have meant some kind it would have been some kind of moral well, victory chance, for me Jay. that was a chance yeah and i did win and uh and now she's married to him uh, <laughs> shows your fencing's fucking useless <laughs> oh see i like these sort of curveballs lee had a, a middle distance runner i can't remember it to, to yeah to renesh to barba i'm learning about all corners of sport from this oh, is, she, is she the ethiopian one yes she is yeah i went to ethiopia when i was 17 so I, everyone went on about her quite a lot <laughs> I thought you were going to say, and I did fuck her. Um, <laughs> really upset Lee, which I would have enjoyed. It would make very attainable if fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, There is something quite sexy about a, a, a female fencer. I'm not being gendered here, but there is something always to me sexy about a woman's hair sort of falling out of place. Yeah. So the, she unmasks and is slightly sweaty and her hair's... That's a, that's a big part of it, I think, is the, the kind of pulling the mask off really? and then like kind of whipping the hair out and like, yeah, it's very sexy. That's a lovely choice. So now we are on to your number two. Um, right. So the number two are the the, the, the top two are going to make me look like a basic bitch. I'm just going to warn you now. Um, but number two is Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, oh, OK. No, I'm, I'm into this. She's she's a little left of centre. Yeah. Um, she uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a very like it's a very standard white man fancies a woman celebrity to pick but i don't know this it's so i've just over the weekend i rewatched the hunger games with my girlfriend and because i was trying to decide whether she was going to make the list or not and it it, so it's an all or nothing sort of thing where she either goes in at number two (laughs) or she's not on the list at all Um, why why would she not make the list at all if you you would consider her in the the silver medal position so have you have you ever seen the US office? Yes. You know that bit where they're trying to decide whether Hillary Swank is hot or not? Yes. It's sort of like that like with with Jennifer Lawrence I feel like she's either one of the most beautiful women alive or she looks weird and and a bit like a fish and I and I can't decide and and having watched rewatched the Hunger Games and then uh rewatched a couple of YouTube clips of her on the Graham Norton show um one of which when she's she's done of course yeah yeah well and and also a massive x-men fan as well um and she's in the newer x-men films um but she's she's also in one of the uh in one of the clips of her on graham norton that i found wearing an incredibly low-cut top um but uh i think (laughs) (laughs) but but having 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 watched all of this again to, to reaffirm my decision i i have decided that she is one of the most beautiful women in the world and also a re- also a really good actor and i think someone who a lot of people kind of sack her off as being like she's just she's just a fit 
woman and that's why she's in all these films but actually she won an oscar and she's really good um and uh that's 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 the picture of her in the low cut top on the ground bottom specific was incredibly quickly does is lee like google images is is that... must be produced this podcast for well, what instead he's doing is just looking for tawdry images of any human woman that's mentioned <laughs> i think that's fine um, um... I've, yeah. I've never seen her on Graham Norton and she seemed like incredibly good crack. Does that factor into it? Yeah, well, I think she would be, I think she'd be good to go for a, a pint with. My, when I was discussing this with my girlfriend, she said, um, she, my girlfriend thinks that Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence would be one of the most awful people to spend time with ever and that she's like a massive crackhead. <laughs> and, um, well, is not a crackhead. She just decided that? No, well, I think what, I think what it is, is, I think she there, there was some stories about her doing a lot of coke and at showbiz parties um, and being like a complete bore. And I feel like I would hate that. But also in on on the desert island, she wouldn't have access to coke. No. So so she would have to be like just normal, hyper crazy lady if so that's if what we, she's like. If we assume she is a, a drug crazed addict uh she's going to need the first couple of weeks on that island just to dry out so you're gonna to have to work through the other lasses yeah that's true yeah 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 squeaky clean and then she can <laughs> enter the roster yeah 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 exactly yeah there's <laughs> there's a sort of yeah we, we'll we'll draw up a kind of yeah like a rot yeah like a rotor on we'll we'll ride it out in the sand with the swords that we used for the fights earlier um and then she'll be in like so yeah three weeks in i reckon should be all right um i think there's anything about the sort of hunger gamesy shooting people with arrows, life or death type thing that's also sexy about her? Do you think that's played into it at all? Um, possibly, yeah. I think it's odd because I think this is one of the options where I it's definitely not me fancying her character and it's me mm. fancying the actor because I think her character, in, especially in the second Hunger Games film, is one of the most irritating people I've ever seen. She spends the entire second film just crying and going, like pulling a weird face, and it's really annoying. Um, that could that could be your island love. You don't know how she reacts to sand or breezes. <laughs> she could cry all day, every day. Are you going to have sex with a crying Jennifer Lawrence? Answer me now. Victor, <laughs> uh, she's there. She needs service, Jake. But she's just crying. It depends. If, she, if, she's, if she's crying because she hasn't had sex in such a long time and the only thing that would make her feel better would be me having sex with her then yeah fine i'll, I'll have sex very with a crying jennifer lawrence yeah if she's crying for some other reason i don't know i'd probably i'd send laverne over first <laughs> she can sort her out like, get on. do you think yeah i think they probably would they're both sort of party animal type characters or at least were in their heyday um i think yeah. they'd be Round the island, hand in hand, looking for cacao leaves to start chewing on, and just having sort of late <laughs> night raves while Uma Thurman looks on disapprovingly in a, in yeah. a motherish face. <laughs> I think so, yeah. But I, I think I feel like Jennifer Lawrence would be sort of like, I think she'd have also. She's the only real sort of. Well, I was going to say she's the only real Hollywood star, but I suppose Thurman's a Hollywood star. Oh yeah, but like. But I, I don't imagine Thurman has as many kind of mad Hollywood stories as Jennifer Lawrence does. Like, she'd have oh, like... I bet she does. She's been married to Gary Oldman and Ethan Hawke, and now she's with Quentin Tarantino. That that woman's... That's true. ...a dark side of Hollywood. <laughs> because <laughs> didn't... Uh, what's his name? Does he produce all the films as well? Oh, she'll know things. She'll be fascinating around the campfire. Right, time it marches on, unfortunately, Jake. 
So, Jake, we have uh, traversed seven beautiful ladies to arrive here at your number one spot. Sort of slightly interested that your number two spot was someone who you, you thought even may have been unattractive and looked like a fish. So number one <laughs> could be anybody, really. I might, fuck her, I might want to kill her. I don't know. So who is your number one? Number one is uh, the the actor Alison Brie. Ah. Now... This is a uh, a controversial choice when I've spoken to other people because Alison Brie is my like go to favorite celebrity crush kind of person who I definitely fancy and would like if anyone said who's your celebrity crush I'd go with her, um, and I've said this to a lot of people and it tends to be every woman I say this to goes her and and every man that I say this to either goes. I either thinks that I'm talking about Brie Larson or or they go, yeah, definitely, right? <clears throat> and I think, I don't know what it is about her that that some people don't see as being attractive, but I think she's like the most gorgeous woman ever. <laughs> and like, I know this, this is sort of against the rules of the podcast, but when, especially about 10 years ago, but even still now, um, I would still say that she is my number one choice. Um, I was first introduced to her, I think, when I watched this sitcom Community, um, which is one of my favourite things ever. It's a really good sitcom. It's got one of the best casts ever. Um, which is interestingly also a bit Marmitey. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, my girlfriend doesn't like it, for example. Um, mm. But but I, I think it's great. And, you know, it's, I think in general, as a show is brilliant. It's got Donald Glover in it and all that. And also if I had made the choice to include men on the list, which I nearly did, but I thought I'd, I'm more straight than I am not straight. <laughs> so I thought we'd go with the women, but um, the uh, Joel McHale from community might have gone on the list as well. No. But, yeah. Oh, I honestly wouldn't tire of slapping him <laughs> and not in a sexy, um, Jamie Bell sort of way. Either. Yeah, just, just hitting him. Oh, right, fair enough. <laughs> but, <laughs> Maybe you but, know I'll hit him, and he can come over to your island for <laughs> a little bit of tender care. But uh, yeah, Alison. There's something about Alison Brie. The fact that she's married to uh, the um, she's married to the Franco brother who isn't a paedophile. So yeah, like she's help. so she's obviously got. Are we allowed to say that? That's probably. I'm not doing any more edits. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know she was married to Dave Franco. Oh, God. He's another one I'd love to slap until my fingers wore out. Well, me too, in the hope that it would mean that he'd die and then she'd become available. Um, no, I'm real
I haven't seen Mad Men, so I don't know what she's like in it. But um, she's also in the Netflix series Glow. She's the main character in that, in which she gets her boobs out several times. Um, and there's a, there's a sex scene in it. That's uh, All I'm saying is if you Google Alison Brie on Pornhub, uh, there are a lot of... Because that's how you do it. You Google people on Pornhub. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure um, you've also never done. Because you can use Google as a as a verb, but you can't use Pornhub as a verb, can you? You can't you be like Pornhubbed, Alison Brie. Yeah, exactly. That sounds creepy, but I mean it is. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you've ever Pornhubbed Alison Brie, it's just <laughs> it's just clips of of the various scenes in uh, in Glow where she gets her boobs out. Which, but they're they're. I said, if you weren't watching her on Pornhub, they'd be empowering scenes. <laughs> but there's something about there's something about if you're watching something with your penis in your hand, then that makes it not empowering anymore. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd find that quite empowering. And so would Uma. <laughs> um, I'm saying Uma, aren't I? I thought was, is it Una or Uma? Uma. Oh, I was right, by the way. Well, it's off, not off, now I am right. Um, she is, there is something striking about her, and I can see why, if if you find her attractive, I can't think of many people who look like her, if you know what I mean, so I can see why she's gone in at number one, that she's, there's something interesting yeah. about her. She looks like a sexy mouse. She really does look like a sexy mouse. Yeah. Yeah, she's wearing a sort of... Um, well, like a ballerina dress, and she does look like the mouse Angelina Ballerina. <laughs> yes, she does, yeah. Yes, dear Franco, who I desperately want to hit. Um, <laughs> so how do you think she's going to fit in on the island? She may already know Jennifer, of course, but... Well, yeah, that's one of the things I think she... I think she... Because I, I don't think any of the people on the island know what rank they are in my list. They, they're all just there. And I think Alison would think she was much lower on the list than she actually is. Hmm. And so she would be kind of like, I don't know, she'd think that she had to work harder to try and <laughs> to, I like to try and be better. I but am like, currently watching uh, the sex scene that you're on about, and it is vivid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm annoyed, if anything, that there aren't sort of, you know, I, I I don't have this content of for for example David Tennant. Um, yes, that's a shame. Um, oh, wow. Have you though? Have you seen the uh, bits when David Tennant uh, played a uh, played Davina in Rabsi Nesbit? No. <laughs> yeah, he plays a trans woman in uh, in I think it's Rabsi Nesbit. It's it's a it's one of these Scottish. Uh, it's a Scottish sitcom from the sort of early two thousands, um, and. He is one of the most beautiful women that I've ever seen in that show. That's bizarre. I mean, well, yeah, but he would have been quite young then. He is obviously in drag a bit in Good Omens, but it's yes. that sexy. Uh, that, <laughs> that sex scene, listeners, if you w- didn't think you were into Alison Brie before, definitely <laughs> do Pornhub her and look at that scene because, I mean, I'd be surprised if she's not getting rattled for real there. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. What you were saying before. That, that's how she goes at it, isn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly. Also, if you watch it with the sound on, it's also quite a funny scene. Like the the it's it's a comedic scene in what the guy's saying, because um, like he she, she sort of like having sex with him, but she doesn't really want to. It, like oh god, well, like she she does, but like so for context, it's it's her best friend's husband who she's sleeping with in that scene, and so she's like 
she kind of fancies him, but he's being a bit weird and like vocal and annoying. So he keeps she keeps like trying to get her to get him to uh, shut up and stuff. Um, because he keeps saying things that are turning her off. And it's it's like it's just quite it's quite a funny scene, but also I would think that. I mean, those tits are gun like the clappers. It's 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 a beautiful <laughs> art, if we can describe it as such. No, I like I like the fact that you said they were a bit more mainstream. I know what you mean about Alison Brie, but I, I think she's um yeah, there's something about her, that marmitiness that I quite like. Yeah. She's she's sort of like she's not the thinking man's uh crush. She's sort of like the No, she's a marmite fuck mouse. We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> we all agree on that. I think on that note, we should end it there. Yeah. Um, that was a genuinely interesting list. We had... Uh, interesting, thanks. We had local lasses. We had fences, which I didn't expect. And finally, the little fuckmouse herself, Alison Bray. Jake, thank you so much. What we're now going to do is, of course, record your bonus content for our Patreon listeners. Um, yeah, no worries. If you would like to hear who Jake threw over Mary Magdalene for, for his historical fuck, uh, and what erotic literature he would like to take to this island. All you've got to do is spend £5 a month. I mean, that's not all you'll get, of course. You'll get bonus content from all our other podcasts, as well as many other bonus things. Um, thank you, Jake Donaldson, for uh, risking your job to talk about <laughs> how you would like Uma Thurman to tell you you're a naughty boy and to put it away. Um, would you like to plug anything, Pet? Uh, if I can, yeah. Um, I don't know when this will go up, but I, I'm uh, I'm doing a, an Edinburgh preview at uh, at Bobbicks in Jesmond uh, in Newcastle upon Tyne uh, through through Fallen Out with the brilliant uh, um, Neil Harris as well. Uh, we're both doing we're both doing our Edinburgh shows on Bank Holiday Monday of the May Day weekend. Uh, so tickets are available for that. They're only five pounds. Um, so come to that. Uh, also, I do a podcast as well. Uh, it's called Red Shirts. It's a podcast about Star Trek. Um, but it's not really. It's it's more about dicks. Um, but it's, we talk <laughs> yeah. about. We're gonna we're gonna get Sammy on it because I think she's got some exciting things to say about. Like we spent a lot of the last episode talking about how Klingons have canonically got two penises. So um, like, so that's if you want some more of that kind of thing, you can search wherever you get your podcasts. If you search Red Shirts Cast, uh, then you'll find it. Um, we've done like two hundred odd episodes now, so uh, there's plenty to listen to. So if you want to go and get that, you can. Definitely. Oh, and I'm doing the Edinburgh Fringe as well. <laughs> Yes, of course you are. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing a bloody preview for us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, the show's called Neurotica, so look for that wherever you're looking for things. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's been a genuine pleasure to have you, Jake. Thank you, man. I'll, uh, Thanks for having me. It's say been goodbye really like I'm leaving you, but obviously we're not. We're just going to cut and take it across, across to the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. Thanks so much for having me. That was a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk.